Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening uh, to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me welcome a former Yale neurobiologist, Jean Ang, one of our favorites here, uh, to talk about the Arcturian time frequencies, changing reality through the fluidity of time. Um, and we're going to take live callers later, so if you have questions for Jean or any requests for healing, uh, press star 2 on your phone uh, to raise your hand. Um, there will also be a group uh, healing later on as well. So welcome home, beautiful souls and luminous light leaders to this next phase of your spiritual awakening and exploration. Know that this is a harmonious haven, a sacred space, and a soulful sanctuary to feel loved, to feel united rather than divided, to ignite your soul's radiance, and to feel empowered. This is a unity community designed to uplift you and liberate you because you are all brilliant beacons of light, and we're creating space here for immeasurable grace to fill our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. So just know that I am dedicated and devoted to walking hand-in-hand and heart-to-heart with all of you as we soar into divinely inspired uh, new potentials and realities together. So trust that you are in the right place at the right time today. Today's show is another heart homecoming with Jean. Uh, So just relax, breathe, open, and receive. Uh, We do want to invite you to subscribe to our show if you haven't already. It's a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Audible, and Stitcher. And we welcome you in our Facebook group or on Instagram. And now my favorite question. What is the best that could happen today with Jean and myself and all of you? Please set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to experience here. Uh, My intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love in selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into healing, renewal, restoration, and rejuvenation for all of us gathered here. Uh, Feel free to write in. Let us know how you're feeling throughout the show in our webcast. And again, we will take live callers. Um, Allow me to tell you about Jean, and then we will dive in. Gene has a healing practice in California. He sees clients for a number of energy healing and shamanic healing practices. In addition, he teaches seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. He travels both in the U.S. and internationally facilitating healing sessions and workshops around the Arcturian healing method. This is a modality that he created as a synthesis of his studies in healing. Gene received his B.A. from Stanford in human biology and philosophy and religious studies and was formally trained as a neurobiology or biologist at Yale. Following um, or after his postdoctoral fellowship, he decided to step into the role of a facilitator of healing, 
to interact directly with people and with, and with helping them. And so most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy um, and just restoring balance and harmony so that healing can happen, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Uh, Gene does not see himself as a healer, but as the um, part of the interconnectedness that occurs when facilitator, client, and source, love, God, interact to bring healing forth. And so today with Gene, we're going to talk about how time is fluid and how we can work with time to increase our manifestation of what we desire. We'll also talk about how we can help others and ourselves overcome blocks when we look at time as nonlinear and malleable. Plus, Jean will share how we can work with angels, the Arcturians, and other higher beings to change our perception of time and reality. And he'll share various practices that we can learn to change uh, the rigidity of linear time perception. And um, he'll be sharing the Arcturian time collapsing frequency in a mini healing session later. So I'm very excited to get started. So let's dive in. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Gene as I welcome him back. Welcome back, my friend. Hi, Carrie. Hi, everyone. Hi. It's great to be back and looking forward to today's talk. Yeah. I am too. I told you before. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I never know what we're going to talk about. But um, before we dive into this whole concept of time being fluid and all of that, um, I feel it's important to give a little background about your journey, uh, as I mentioned, from being a Yale neurobiologist to a facilitator of healing <laughs> with star beings mm-hmm. <laughs> and Arcturians. So uh, what can you share about that, Jean? Yeah, yeah, it kind of seems like uh, two ends of the spectrum there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think, the, you know, the study of the brain is so interesting, and we're really just at the infancy of that even, um, although there's such cool things coming out now, uh, particularly for, you know, illnesses and, uh, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia being so important. And I was really fascinated by uh, consciousness and also the physical brain and, I think if I, if I would have stayed in uh, neuroscience, I would have worked on uh, something like um, how to enhance, you know, the brain and um, in our ability to um, learn memory, uh, kind of work at a, you know, peak level and um, things with neurotransmitters. And I think really what happened is um, there was a soul opening uh, right around when I um, was completed my uh, graduate work and was doing a postdoc. And it just turned into something I think that's more multidimensional. Uh, There's still love for the consciousness and the brain is there. And I think uh, that's why this topic has come up about time because it's so intimately involved with um, consciousness and how we experience reality and, and the other aspect being space or, or how we kind of experience uh, that to so this kind of space-time uh, mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how uh, things evolve from science uh, sort of into the current um, work with uh, healing. Yeah, and um, it's significant to bring forth some information about the Arcturian healing method that you, this modality that you created um, with the Arcturians. Share with people who may be new to your work, Jean, when, when that came about. Yeah, um, I think the kind of first exposure was actually just to the word Arcturian. And I mentioned, uh, like in previous um, talks, just sort of the evolution was I had read a book by Joshua David Stone, who is an Ascension writer, 
and at the time I really it wasn't even my in my field of uh, uh, purview or sort of focus so it just sort of went into my consciousness and I think it was called what I call a silent or latent download and then about nine years after that when I started to actually get into healing and training with healers then that download sort of became unpacked or more relevant and um, I basically heard an intuitive voice say that I was Arcturian without still having sort of the uh, conscious background of what that meant. So from that point on, um, I was starting to study with a lot of different healing modalities, healers, uh, and also uh, different um, people who were actually working, like Stephen Greer, with interdimensional consciousness and contact, or you could call it ET contact. And eventually, um, I did consciously connect with the Arcturians, mostly through shamanic journeying, uh, which was also a path of healing that I had taken uh, with the Foundation for Shamanic Studies. And then sort of this last or more current phase was uh, basically downloading or connecting with that consciousness called the Arcturians to uh, put together a platform that you know people could use to connect with, uh, maybe make their own connection to the Arcturians, and also have uh, healing frequencies they could work with uh, to kind of serve others and also to serve themselves and their families in a, in a healing or energy context. Mm-hmm. So these are these are frequencies, healing frequencies that you bring forth, and each time that you're here, you you develop new frequencies that are you know for the purpose of healing. Describe that a little bit for someone who's new to your work, um, what that's like, and and just so they have a better understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all, you know, uh, types of channels. Uh, I'm not sure everyone, of course, would use that word uh, for people who are, you know, um, maybe more versed or interested in mediumship or spirituality or connecting with um, angelic consciousness or consciousness. We can connect or go into resonance, you know, with the, that presence, uh, whoever that might be, Mother Mary, Archangel Michael, or the Arcturians, for example. And then we become vehicles to allow that inspiration to come through, whether it's through our body, you know, something we do, our voice, uh, or our writing. And uh, in this particular case with the Arcturian healing method, it, it's uh, through a form of energy or energy work that I've called frequencies. But similar to how maybe people experience uh, chi or reiki, uh, this would be like um, the Arcturian consciousness coming through uh, facilitators or for myself, like even on this call. Um, to allow that consciousness to kind of come through in that vehicle. And that uh, energy or consciousness can then help facilitate balancing uh, both on the physical, uh, energetic, emotional, mental, and spiritual levels. Uh, so it's a, I think it's a natural thing, and some people don't, um, you know, like artists or people who are uh, actors or actresses or uh, in sports, they, they may or may not um, say they're channeling, but maybe they say they're inspired. But something greater than themselves is sort of coming through their vehicle, and, and then you can see sort of this inspired performance or something that really, uh, when you watch it or experience it, shifts you out of your normal state of consciousness into kind of something more beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you really just see yourself as this vessel for these frequencies to come through, and you'll, you'll offer some of those later in the call today. And it's for the purpose of, and you're silent typically when these frequencies come through. Um, 
And and so for for all of us as the listeners or the as the participants here, we just open to receive and <laughs> and it just organically um recalibrates our, our uh anything that is imbalanced in the in the body or in the spirit. I mean it just naturally happens, right? I mean, it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't experienced it, but <laughs> I'm trying to find words for it, um, what goes on. How would you describe it when you do your healing mm-hmm. sessions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because um, just to function normally in the world, we see ourselves sort of as discrete bodies, you know, physical body, discrete also personalities. But maybe as we get into this um, topic of time, and not just limited to that, but also like in this explanation, our consciousness is actually interconnected or, um, you know, um, uh, woven actually into everyone else's consciousness, including um, beings who may not have, let's say, a physical body like the Arcturians or angelic consciousness. So it seems like um, like something on the physical dimension has to pass from me and almost like be handed off to you or to someone else, you know, to be receiving. And when we think of energy, we still kind of hold that almost physical model that some kind of energy is passing from me over to someone else. Um, and, and that's a much more physical plane um, perception, which is which is fine. I mean, it's, it can still be helpful. But like on these other more subtle planes, everything is more fluid. It's like water into water. So actually, um, what's happening probably uh, if you were to use that model is where I could call it resonance or I'm just like uh, almost like reminding people of their that interconnection. They're already really connected to the Arcturian consciousness. Uh, it's just that maybe our awareness isn't there or the intention to allow that to come into their field or their, their presence. You know, you kind of need to have that um, sense of intentionality that, yes, like I'll receive this. And then it's really present instantly, in a sense, like the the water just recognizes that that water is, is present already in its body. So um, that's one way I explain it. And, the, and uh, the other way is a little bit like tuning forks, like um, you hit a tuning fork, and then it just reminds other people of the, the that presence of that energy or that quality that's already inside them. So in some ways, like many healers say, they're, uh, facilitators are just reminding people of what's already within them, their greater self, and that allows the healing to manifest. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and later, and we're going to start talking now about the, the the topic about time being fluid, and and then later you're going to share the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. Um, so we can experience that. So let's get into this more deeply. Um, Why did it feel significant to have this topic about time being fluid? Um, What is the importance of of us understanding that and, you know, highlighting this topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, you know, this is kind of birthed out of um, more more previous uh, work in this interest of dimensions, which is more space, like um, you can call them the mysteries of space. And these are general topics that are usually, um, you know, broadly classified in some type of esoteric study or spiritual study, or you could call it mystery school study. And this goes all the way back to maybe we could trace it back 
even further than that, but let's say to ancient Egypt where there are mysteries of space and that was like geometry. So when people are interested in um, sacred geometry or they kind of get that bug uh, or sort of that, um, you know, peak in their interest on their spiritual path where they uh, want to go study the pyramids or they want to study um, uh, how shape affects their environment, uh, like in feng shui or uh, like biogeometry. Uh, this is, these are mysteries of space. And that kind of, um, in time, that came out and went from ancient Egypt to Greece, actually, to the Greek mysteries. But there are also uh, mysteries of time. And time is, um, if we just look at our own experiences, this is fascinating to us, I think, as many people know, like when you're watching a, a good movie or reading a good book, like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like time flies or right. you have no presence of time. Or, but if you're like in the middle of a really uh, boring lecture like we had in high school or college, like you can just kind of keep looking at the clock, which isn't really anything (laughs) but a a mechanical device, uh, but it seems like it's taking forever. So it's so fluid, um, our experience of time. So that's one level. Um, But anyways, these mysteries of time, they actually went out of Egypt into uh, the Jewish community through Jewish mysticism, uh, that particular, like um, over time. And there's other cultures, of course, and spiritualities that have studied time. So time is, you know, it has this fascinating quality. Uh, there's also an aspect of us that I think um, needs to be healed about time because time is also can be seen as sort of like um, that we're running out of time. And this is kind of, we could call it time hurry or a sense of, you know, some kind of a dissolution that will be experienced like we're always just running out of time. So there's kind of a healing aspect that can come when you kind of study time and the tabasness and its quality, and it kind of links us back to our eternal self. Hmm. So when we begin to perceive time in a fluid way, um, talk about the benefits in terms of um, clearly our day-to-day lives, our our healing, um, our spiritual development, consciousness expansion. Um, What are the benefits Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, um, it's interesting because I just uh, put this quote in a very recent newsletter. Um, just been interested in more Andean mysticism. But one of the shamans there had been saying that in their teachings, they see time as a being, <clears throat> actually a spiritual being, which uh, makes a lot of sense within a shamanic uh, framework. And once you see time as not some abstract or experiential concept, but more actually as a consciousness that you could interact with, exchange energy and information with, then you can actually learn from time as a spiritual being. And the conclusion from that shaman was that we should always be thinking we have enough time to do anything, to do whatever we need to do. And I think in our modern life, you know, this is one aspect where it can be, the healing can start, is um, we have this time hurry. It it could be called uh, uh, time sickness in a sense, uh, or like almost time poverty. Uh, we could be, you know, richly abundant on the space realm, like uh, materially, but we kind of may feel like we never have enough time to do things or we're, or we have too many things to do within the time frame that we have. And these are all um, thoughts. These are all conceptions, uh, not necessarily solid reality. So when we can, uh, some of these frequencies are from the Arcturians, but these can be experienced also just by a shift in consciousness once we realize that that actually is not an absolute, that uh, we can actually shift the way we think about um, 
time, like this um, shaman, they call him Pacos in the Andean tradition, was saying that if we worked and respected time as a spiritual being and it told us, you know, we really have enough time to do whatever we really need to do and kind of to relax into that state of consciousness. Uh, a lot of our sicknesses, particularly physical chronic illnesses, maybe to do with the heart, uh, could be immediately improved um, uh, right away. So I think that's that's kind of a first very practical level of um, mm-hmm. you know, time healing. That is it's fascinating um, listening to you talk about that. Um, but what and what about the significance of looking at time in this way? Now, in the current times that we're living in, you know, interesting times, clearly the last couple of years, and and how how is it helpful uh, for the times that we're in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's so many levels to look at time, and maybe, like, that's a great question or kind of segue into maybe looking at time as cycles, also to look at time holistically. Uh, so we tend to one way, which is very familiar to us, is you know clock time. I mentioned like looking at a clock, which is just a mechanical device um, that symbolizes something to us. Uh, there's nothing absolute about it, but it helps us to like meet, like you can meet here at the appropriate. <laughs> so time, funny so to, to think speak. about, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. It really is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe I'll refer to a book later where you can play with the clock and actually change it. There's a, book, a great book on time about that that just came out. But um, similar to like the spoon bending, where you kind of bend metal, that's a spatial, um, you know, effect on uh, space. Mm-hmm. There's ways to kind of play with time in, in that kind of bending of time. But that may, may many people here may have done. Uh, we can get into that a little later, but about this, our current time and what I think it helps is, so we tend to see, you know, linear time is past, present, and future, and then whatever we experience, we kind of see in the present, and we, uh, what, uh, one of the things about that is we might not see the entire picture of what's going on, uh, so like what happened in the last two years, we kind of see it within a certain time frame of past and future, when in fact it might be part of a larger cycle that could be you know, in what we call linear time, you know, hundreds or thousands of years uh, of a cycle that that's, um, that makes more sense when you can get this broad overview of why that's occurring. That also then makes us think, like, I might not really only exist in this small time frame. If I were to look at something in thousands of years, what relevance does it have to me? And then what happens is if you can get into that experience, the concept of me when you can only see yourself, you know, in, let's say, one incarnation, which is maybe 70, 80, 90, let's say 100, 120 years max, then you will start to see yourself maybe perhaps also out of time or greater than just one incarnation. And when you have that particular experience, you come to other aspects of like what I call our multidimensional self or our greater self that maybe mystics have or people who've had near-death experiences where people who have been in altered states of consciousness, you know, have these glimpses of a greater part of ourself that's mm-hmm. outside or, or um, part of greater cycles of time. And I think that also can be very healing. It actually could heal things on a physical level, but it may, you know, be, we may now start to be talking like um, like a spiritual healing or a spiritual acceleration in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yes, and for people wondering how they can actually 
implement this? I mean, in in terms of in a practical way, <laughs> are there any uh, practices mm-hmm. that you can recommend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one thing is the, the awareness, you know, uh, awareness practice of just being uh, still. Um, but anything that alters our state of consciousness will make time fluid. And, um, you know, some things can be very simple, like uh, it's more maybe just touch points that people um, can remember, like a, a very good song or music will tend to elevate us out of the rigid sense of the linear time anything where we're deeply engrossed and this is you know could be some kind of form of hypnosis um but what we're actually hypnotizing ourselves like when we read a good book or when we watch a good movie and then all of a sudden we're outside of space time but um i usually use like some type of shamanic journeying or meditation this can also shift your perception of time and that was a little bit of why this um uh, practice of these uh, frequencies coming in through the Arcturians was to allow people to enter those states of shifted time experience or fluidity of time that allows them to then uh, see that they're kind of greater than this um, linear time uh, perception. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we're going to experience that frequency from the Arcturians soon, but so you are working not only with the Arcturians, but and, and all of us can, but with the angels, other higher beings, to help us um, change this perception of time and reality. I don't think that I've heard you talk about working with the angelics before, Gina. Um, is this something that's just come forth more recently, or maybe I just haven't heard you talk about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, uh, maybe a little bit of both. I haven't so much um, put that out in the front. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of connect with uh, um, most of the angelic uh, beings who people probably are familiar with, and I call them the spiritual hierarchy. That uh, uh, sort of I learned from uh, Rudolf Steiner's work, and this sort of goes, you know also dates back to spiritual beings. I think who were probably called other things, like all the way back in ancient Egypt, they're probably universal beings. But just to kind of put those names out there to kind of resonate with those beings. And then I'll talk about one specific class of the spiritual hierarchy that actually uh, works with time. They're considered the, the, the angels or the angelic class or spiritual beings who create time and time cycles. But the spiritual hierarchy is the angels, the archangels, you know, the one, the framework that I use or I'm using uh, the the archai, and these are the um, beings who actually work with time. Then the Elohim, these are the beings who work with space. So when you study geometry, you go into resonance with Elohim. Then the dynamis, the karyatides, the cherubim, and then the seraphim. So many people might be familiar with these different classes of angels or work with them. So, so I've been kind of connected to, to those um, classes, and, yeah, maybe we haven't talked so much about them, or I've sort of, they've been more sort of supporting the Arcturian work. But with, with time, uh, if people wanted to kind of work with an angelic class that is um, known to be kind of very associated with time, it's the Archai, uh, A-R-C-H-A-I, um, not the Archons, which sometimes is another kind of um, term that, that's uh, kind of been in popular spirituality. 
But um, they kind of will help. What I found in my own personal experience of that is, is yeah, you start to get these feelings, or I get start to get these feelings like, you know, like what would it be like to start to plan for your next incarnation? Like maybe we, like first it's sort of like, okay, like yes, reincarnation is true. And then you start to think, well, what would, how would I, like if I was planning a trip, well, how would I plan my next incarnation? Right. And, and these kind of thoughts, I think, are inspired by the archive because they don't see you as, like, they don't see me just as Gene, you know, Gene Ang, the personality and this body here, you know, in California right now. They probably see, like, the whole expanse of incarnations, at least, you know, that, that this soul has been uh, traversing. And to them, it's probably one one big picture, which is something we can get into. I, th- I think a l- people are starting to have this direct experience of time as one big whole, and it's not just an intellectual understanding, but maybe through some type of experience. It could be like an ayahuasca journey. It could be um, shamanic journey. It could be just a vision. They see that like past, present, and future have already occurred both for themselves as well as even for humanity. And so that's a very, I think that's becoming more of a common experience so that that as a collective starts to shift our day-to-day experience of time when you have people who've, you know, had that direct experience because they they affect through resonance the whole whole of humanity. Mm Wow. Describe a little bit more about what the Arcturian time healing frequencies are, um, because this is what you're going to bring through in a little while. What else can you share about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reflecting a little bit before the interview, like what, because um, these frequencies are uh, getting downloaded into the Arcturian healing method. Um, the reason it was intentional to plan that as a topic today uh, was because, um, like when we discussed about doing uh, the, the next interview, I knew that the the next level of the Arcturian healing method, which is uh, level 10, is coming here in December, and it's all the you know the attunements to these frequencies to to the time frequencies. So, um, but I was thinking, like, what what is really this about? And I think it's really about getting out remembering. That's what it, that was the, the key word. It was remembering our, ourselves before we had taken on the space-time suit, sort of space-time mm-hmm. um, incarnation, you could say. Uh, and that, that memory is within us now. You know, a lot of spiritual traditions, like the Rosicrucian tradition, it's considered one of our spiritual missions is to remember, uh, remember both our past lives, remember kind of where we've been, and I think outside um, the space-time incarnation, we are this vast being that probably saw, you know, um, like can see the future, can see the past, can see the present, all as like one uh, experience, much like the archaicy uh, things, like I was mentioning, the angels. And we may get glimpses of that now when we're sort of in this more, I would call it um, a normal mode of thinking or ordinary mental consciousness where we may have a deja vu experience or we may see glimpses um, of our future that then, you know, turn out to be the case like in dreams or uh, visions. But um, that must have some sense that on some level, and I would say when we're in an altered state of consciousness, we have access to that directly. 
that a lot of these um, that information's already occurred, and in some uh, sort of frameworks, the this whole thing has already happened. We're basically almost like experiencing a movie that's already happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's just. Yeah, that's just my—it's mind-blowing, really, when we think about that. And and uh, but more and more people are becoming familiar uh, with this idea. And um, yeah. Uh, so, what about the Arcturians in terms of why do they care? Why do they um, mm-hmm. about this and and about how we view time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, coming coming back to your question, you know, we've been in very interesting, uh, maybe in some somewhat difficult times. Uh, some people have really experienced uh, tough times during this period or, or any period where we might be experiencing difficulties. Uh, I, I do think that has a little bit to do with this, what I call the amnesia, uh, where we were these vast beings. We still are those vast beings. Uh, we took an incarnation. We kind of forgot that or, or we needed to forget that in order to, um, you know, fully embody our incarnation. And then we have glimpses or remembrances, or, or you could say some people, they don't forget. They kind of come in and they kind of remember their vastness and maybe they're, they're our teachers for a moment or they're our uh, way showers for a moment. But um, particularly in what we might call difficult times, uh, it can be very, it can be helpful to be able to uh, remember that vastness of ourselves which has a lot to do with making time fluid. So I think part of the healing that the Arcturians or the help that the Arcturians can do, not just to change spatial conditions like, um, you know, like something heals uh, physically or emotionally or mentally, is also to change our perception of time, to make it more fluid, to remember that we're much more vast than our current period because it's when we start to identify with that small self and the, the linear time frame that's when we can start to so-called suffer. And then if we have that more expansive time frame as a direct experience, uh, that more holistic time frame where, yes, all of this may have already already occurred or we see the entire picture at once, not just intellectually but directly, that's really what these um, all these different time frequencies from the Arcturians uh, will allow people to do or allow people to remember. Hmm. Interesting. So when you bring this forth um, in a little bit, do you feel the Arcturians um, around you? Do you see them? Um, is it more of a just a consciousness for you, or do you feel or see them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I experienced them. Um, you know, what, what I was just to add to them, to kind of segue into the um, what you just uh, had asked is um, – by going into resonance, I believe, with those beings who have that, like, higher perspective of, let's say, time or space also, like the archai or even angelic beings of another class or the Arcturians, then we kind of, like that tuning fork, we remember that part of ourselves that um, has this kind of all-encompassing view of time. And uh, my perception of the Arcturians is more as a consciousness, although sometimes if I need to, I think it's more the need. Um, I can see a form around that consciousness, mostly as like forms of light or like a light being. Um, but usually I'm very comfortable with just um, almost like a mind-to-mind 
um, connection. Um, and so I think the Arcturians will show up as many different uh, spiritual beings uh, will show up to what is helpful uh, for the person they're trying to help or be with in a way that is both comfortable as well as mm-hmm. accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Makes so, sense. so yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's different for everyone, depending on what they need or what what feels best to them in terms of what they see or feel. Um, because I know we've talked about before where you've you've seen ships before, um, you know, and some people do, and and that's helpful for them. And and like for yourself, mostly it is like a consciousness thing. Um, but but you have seen ships too, so <laughs> that can. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. last time you were here, we talked about that because you had just gone to Mount Shasta, I believe. And um, so, what is so for the people who have had those kinds of experiences? Um, what is the purpose for it in that form? Like when they'll see a, a ship of whether it's Arcturian or any kind of star being ship, what is the purpose of being shown that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I like before we had um, started the interview. What I didn't mention was that I had just gone to since we had done the last interview. I think back in maybe the summer, I did go to Mount Shasta with the group. Maybe even some of them are are on the call, and we did have some major sightings. Which we, you know, it's almost to be expected. But uh, Mount Shasta is a great place to have physical sightings, and um, just for people who are that's new, um, what it looks like is on the star level you see, um, you know, things that look like stars doing things that, like, stars don't do, whether it's move or, like, they power up to a large degree and then they disappear, uh, like, and this can be repeated over, like, within a couple minutes. And we saw something like that, some very significant sightings. What I think it's showing is that um, we're sort of in the age, even though uh, within kind of maybe the audience we're speaking to and maybe within our own um uh, you know, uh, environment now. Uh, we're kind of getting more and more used to the idea of talking about spiritual realities as real as physical reality. But I don't know if that's actually the current model on the planet. You know, the current model is what I was kind of where I came out of, which is sci- what they call scientific materialism, which is basically what's real is the physical world only. And, and talk about the spiritual world is either uh, what they call an epiphenomenon of the physical world, like the, the brain, or just not real at all. And um, so sometimes these sightings, uh, these interdimensional sightings, uh, kind of can help people make that shift. Even if that's really already someone's reality, it kind of starts to solidify the fact that, yes, uh, we do have a physical world, but it's not just theoretical that the spiritual world or it's not just my imagination that mm-hmm. the non-physical realms are real, but that I'm actually seeing something that can kind of almost bleed through uh, from the interdimensional realms or let's say in this case with shifts from the etheric realm into the physical and then back into these interdimensional realms. And to have a couple of those direct experiences really, uh, I think, what accelerate our knowingness or our consciousness around around the existence mm-hmm. of the non-physical world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's validation. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not just, 
our imagination or these lofty ideas. So I think it can be helpful to have those experiences. Um, and it just solidifies trust in our um Mm-hmm. Who we are as, uh, you know, these grand beings and souls that are timeless and eternal and have had experiences, uh, in many different realities. And I love what you said earlier. Like your connection with the Arcturians is, is also you connecting to your, that part of you. <laughs> um, you know, it's not necessarily like beings outside of ourselves, although sometimes it is, but it's also those aspects of us that are and have been. And if you're looking at it from the concept of no time, you don't even say have been, that we are, those aspects of us that we are, that are, um, you know, from other planes of existence, right? So, I mean, I don't know if I'm, am I making sense, Gene, in what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think um you know really uh, I think the interaction with the Arcturians or other beings to in a sense like to not give our power away to something external is something that's reminding us deeply uh, about something of who we are like you said what's already within us. Mhm. Absolutely. Buried or not yeah. fully in consciousness. Mm-hmm. 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 Someone had asked an interesting question about, um, they said, Gene, do you associate a specific color with the Arcturian frequencies? Uh, blue. Blue tends mm-hmm. to, some form of blue, indigo, um, you know, tends to come up a lot with um, people's experience of the Arcturians, like um, in different classes or, or calls, uh, like we're doing here, people might say, you know, I experience Arcturians, or I'm not sure if I'm experiencing Arcturians, but I'm seeing this blue uh, vibration. Mm-hmm. So blue tends to to be, um, uh, it's not the only color that could show up, but it definitely is the one that's um, probably reported uh, the most. Yeah. This morning in meditation when I called in the Arcturians um, and asked to see and feel them, it was, and it, it typically is blue. So, yeah. Um mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, so we're going to take some callers. Uh, star two to raise your hand if you have questions or requests for healings. Um, Jean, you can bring through some just different healing frequencies based on whatever is going on with the individual. Um, and that can be about really anything, right? If, whether it's spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, um, right? It can be anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 I love the excitement. Oh, yes. Um, Okay. Lots of hands up. Um, I will also go to the Q&A webcast for for those of you who need to write in. Um, I just glanced in there. Uh, Someone named Natalia from Vienna said the Arcturian healing frequencies are very powerful and deep. Thank you, Jean, for this amazing space of light and love. Passing that along to you, Jean. And okay. (laughs) All right. First caller that I'm going to, if you could just give us your name and whatever the question or request is, that would be great. Um, Area code 510. You're live with us, 510. Hello. My name's Carol. Hi, Carol. Welcome. Uh huh. 
Thank you so much, and thank you, Jean. I hit my head very hard and have a concussion for two months, and it's I'm extreme vertigo and nausea and, and can barely take care of myself. I would like healing, and if, Jean, could you shed some light on how this is possibly serving me and what I could do to cooperate? with um, getting well again and being able to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear about that. And um, we, we'll run two frequencies, actually, while you're talking that came to mind. Uh, one of them is called the Arturian uh, Divine Fire uh, Healing Frequencies, and that's kind of a combination of the Arturians with the Christ Consciousness or the Solar Logos. Um, and then we'll run one called the Metatron Melchizedek Arturian Mandala Healing Frequency, and that's the Arturians with the Metatron and Melchizedek uh, Consciousness or Energy. So they're kind of the, the some of the strongest healing frequencies in the method. Um, so we'll do that first, and then I'll, I'll answer the question you mentioned about maybe how to see that or work with the, work with uh, the kind of this challenge or experience you're um, having right now. Does that sound good? Thank you. Uh, okay. Yes, and everyone else on the call or on the recording, if you're listening to this as a recording, are, will also experience the frequencies. And you can just set the intention or that you'd like them to work on, whatever that might be. Uh, or you can just let them, they have their own intelligence, so just go wherever they need to in your system. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with, yeah. Yes, we're starting with the Arcturian Divine Fire Healing Frequency. People can just relax and see if they feel anything. And also, don't have to necessarily feel anything for it to work. Like Carrie mentioned, usually I'm silent as the energies that are appearing in our field are being channeled or we're going into resonance with them. You hear me say something every so often just so you know I'm still here on the line and where we are in this session. We're continuing to channel the Arcturian Divine Fire healing frequency. Now we're starting the Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala healing frequency. Continue channel the Metatron Melchizedek Arturian Mandala healing frequency.
And that completes that frequency, and that completes the end of the short session. Thank you, James. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Carol, how are yes, you? Yes, maybe as people. Thank you so much. That that brought the nausea to a little bit of ease, and I just felt um, supported, and um, I appreciate it so much. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say about your second question. Uh, thanks for that feedback, and. Um, you know, and also for people in general, I know uh, we all experience some um, difficulties, whether that's like what Carol's mentioning on the physical level, uh, emotional level, or mental uh, or spiritual level. But if we see them as um, initiation challenges rather than something, you know, bad or wrong, it can be seen as something that's actually catapulting us or moving us forward in our conscious development. And in that way, we can kind of um, hone in on what the lesson might be or that maybe the learning comes at a later period in time. But if it's seen in the sort of this positive light, we create a very positive resonance. Actually, you could actually see the process as a being also, like a spiritual being. When we have a sort of a positive view uh, in our relationship to any being, whether that's an illness or that's a challenge, uh, then it begins to feed us in a positive way. So this is maybe um, a framework that could help in, in uh, uh, your situation, Carol. Thank you. That's that. That is helpful, Thanks. and that's that's what I've been um, uh, attempting to view it uh, as some form of initiation or something that's serving me on a higher level or a different level. It's just bearing up under the misery <laughs> and not being able to take care of myself is so challenging, but. Thank you so much, and I resonate with you. I've listened to you many times, and last time I was in Shasta, I did uh, see, I, I did observe something, too, as you described, and I also really resonate with the, with the color blue. So thank you so much, uh, and thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Carol. So many blessings to you, and maybe you can come back and listen to the replay you know, just to experience those frequencies again. Um, so thank you for being with us, Carol. Lots of love. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Carol. Okay, next caller that we are going to, um, I'm going to go to area code 623. Uh, you're live, 623. Hello. Hello, Jean and Carrie. Can you hear me? Hi, yes, we can hear you. What is your name? Hello, my name is Sue, and um, my question is, my my spleen has been talking to me for um, maybe a few months, and I'm hoping that the frequencies that Jean just passed along would help that, but if there's anything else that um, that you could pass along, Jean, that would be? Really fantastic. I'm open to oh, anything that comes true. Oh, awesome. And can I get your name one more time? Uh, my first name is Sue. Sue, Sue. oh, yeah. Okay. And you said your, um, was it your, um, your guides are coming through stronger? I didn't catch the first word. Um, my spleen has been talking to me, or oh, you're st- I'm 
Oh, I'm okay. assuming it's my spleen. It's on, on, my, on my back, mm. kind of mid-back, lower. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that, too. Okay, got it. Your spleen. <laughs> my spleen. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's helpful. That's great. Right, That's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, yes. The spleen and um, in uh, Chinese medicine, you know, there's what's called the five yin organs, which uh, I did a program on with the Arcturians, uh, healing the five yin organs, and one of them is the spleen. Uh, the other one being liver, kidney, heart, and lungs. But um, we'll use a frequency called the Arturian shadow frequency. And what it does is it works on uh, the shadow body, which is the, um, you know, like when we cast um, a shadow from a light source. Uh, This is actually a vibrational body. And uh, the different um, meridians and channels and chakras, they have a shadow version of them. Uh, So we'll run the – and that's what the Arturian shadow frequency works on. So uh, we'll work on that on your uh, spleen as well as uh, the other four yin organs for um, good health and, and balance. Perfect. Sound <laughs> it sounds okay. great. It sounds like a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> for all of us, Sue. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Great, yeah. And if people want that same use of the shadow frequency, um, you can just relax, and that will be working on your five yin organs. But if you also just want the shadow frequency to work in general, wherever it's most needed, you can set that intention or any other intention you have. Okay. So we're beginning the Arcturian shadow frequency. This is working particularly for Sue on on her spleen, as well as the other four supporting what are called yin organs in Chinese medicine, uh, kidney, liver, lungs, and heart. Continue to deepen the Arcturian shadow frequency exposure. Yes, and uh, shadow frequency completed there. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. Sue, how are you? That was beautiful. I'm, I'm, well, I do realize when um, certain things are coming through when I'm standing that my body will start to sway in, um, in a infinity 
mm-hmm. loop, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's really exciting for me. I, I know something big is happening. So thank you so much for picking me. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, my dear, and best wishes to you. I hope you feel better and better. And um, Thank you. You're very welcome. And, Jean, thank you. Um, what I'd love to do, um, and maybe we'll take another caller or um, take some people who've written in in the webcast, but what I'd like to do now is share with everyone what you've created for our community um, in your special offer. It can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace. You will see Gene's smiling face. Click on his picture, and you will see this offering. These are um, three live Arcturian time healing sessions. Uh, Gene, you did these kind similar um, healing sessions last season, and I think that um, people loved them. They were, I guess, I mean, I think your offer last season was one of our most popular offers. So very grateful that you're offering these again. These will be um, January 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, the two-hour sessions, each session, um, there is a five-day bonus offer for those of you who order this in the next five days. You will also get the Arcturian Time Healing Session MP3. It's 50, 50 minutes long. It's a healing session. So, Jean, what do you intend on uh, covering during the live healing sessions? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about this um, upcoming session in January. And it falls at a very, um, you know, I think uh, a multi-levels uh, important time. Uh, one, of course, is we're ending, you know, the winter or summer solstice and going into um, the new year. So it's great to have, um, you know, community and powerful uh, energies and intentions, you know, can energize your intentions for the new year. Uh, the other thing uh, is that uh, uh, Arturian Healing Method Level 10 will be taught for the first time, which is these attunements to these frequencies. And usually what that does is it brings in, it anchors more of these multidimensional consciousness from the Arcturian. So it kind of is falling at the, you know, a perfect time uh, to, to experience the time healing sessions. But um, like Carrie was mentioning, the format is live. Uh, so if you can make the live times, that's great. Uh, you'll have that opportunity. It's all done on Zoom online. Um, and we've been doing this for the last, you know, or I've been uh, two two years or so. So the pattern is really good for the energy work. Uh, you also get the recording. So if you either want to, of course, you can work with the sessions um, afterwards. Also, if you can't make the live times, you know, the energy is equivalent by using the MP3s or maybe you just want to work at a at your own unique time um, frame. But uh, it's a little bit like uh, having a three-day retreat because even though we meet for two hours every day, the energies and consciousness and the kind of the platform is open for the entire three days. So sort of um, it could also even be treated like a retreat or like much more is going on in those Mm -hmm. sort of 72 hours. But um, these are actually um, the full expanse of the level um, or the majority of the level 10 frequencies. So I'll just sort of briefly mention each one. They're broken up into three sessions and kind of kind of the take-home uh, intention for each one. So um, session one works with what's called the Arcturian Dream Time Frequency. 
the Arcturian time condenser frequency and the Arcturian time expansion frequency. So what we do is in the first 50 minutes, there will be a healing session, much like what people experience in kind of a shorter amount of time uh, in these mini sessions we just had. And uh, we'll be exposed to um, these three frequencies. And basically the dream time frequency helps you to kind of exit this sort of linear time um, uh, frame so that you can change things, whether it's an intention, whether it's healing. Uh, and then when you come back into the linear time frame, you're sort of, your subtle bodies are different, so it makes your subtle bodies more malleable and changeable. The time condenser and time expansion frequencies are sort of, um, it's almost like taffy. If you saw time as taffy, it allows you to both uh, bring the kind of time uh, to occur quicker or to have the experience of the time kind of expanding out. And again, this also then makes our um, experience of time and the uh, different manifestations in time more fluid so it's a very good for manifesting any particular intention. Then in session two, oh, and I just wanted to mention, after the healing session, we have a chance to discuss some more of these principles on time. And then we experience a pillar of light meditation, sort of like the last half an hour, using those frequencies so that we can kind of embody them deeper into our subtle bodies and consciousness. Nice. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just to um, summarize the session two and three, uh, session two is the Arcturian time collapsing frequency, which we'll uh, do a mini session here on the call, and the Arcturian timelessness frequency. So the time collapsing frequency helps us to maximize our lessons. So we have time can be seen as a beneficial when we have a chance to experience uh, things in the space-time reality. And our soul is sort of, um, maybe you could say on one framework, learning lessons. And so we have as much time as we need. Uh, but if we can pick up those lessons faster, which is what this ex helps accelerate, then there's less of a need for that, um, you know, expansive time. So that's what the collapsing is mm -hmm. about. And then, yeah, so kind of almost like an efficiency frequency, a soul efficiency frequency. And then the timelessness frequency allows us uh, with the possibility, like what I said, these um, certain mystics or people in near-death experiences or altered states of consciousness, they have this experience of time as not linear but holistic. And that is an intellectual uh, understanding, which is great to have initially, but as a direct experience. So the timelessness frequency can allow us to shift our, our um, state of consciousness to have that more direct experience of time as a whole, maybe even experience some of our future time uh, happening now, which can help navigate, uh, help us navigate our experience once we return back to space-time reality. And then finally in session three, uh, oh yeah, uh, thanks. And then in session three, we work with the archai uh, that I mentioned, the angelic beings who are uh, noted to, in that framework I mentioned of the spiritual hierarchy, uh, they create time and time cycles so that frequency actually helps us to create, we can actually create certain time cycles where maybe we want like on a weekly, monthly, or yearly, or even larger basis to have some kind of healing uh, pattern return again. So that's the time frequency. It can also dissolve uh, certain cycles of time that may no longer be serving us. So as an example, some people have experienced a very strong trauma uh, when younger or at an earlier age. Even if they don't remember the date, whenever that date comes back up, and this is kind of reported in the you know, traumatic stress literature, they don't feel good on that day, and they don't know why until they remember that that's actually the date 
that that trauma mm-hmm. occurred. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so somewhere in our subconscious mind, our greater conscious mind, we still have that pattern. So this frequency can um, uh, clear those patterns. Uh, mm-hmm. They're creating cycles of time frequency. And then finally, in part of level 10 is working with the water element. So we're um, working with the Arcturian water frequencies in this third session that can help imprint um, positive healing intentions into our water, which we're mostly of, or even if you had a external um, form of water, you can expose them to this, uh, the recording or to the energies to imprint sort of a positive um, uh, energetic pattern into the water. And so that's the working with the water frequencies. Beautiful. Yeah, these are, um, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So, I, I want to highlight, Jean, that for those of anybody who's interested in this, I know this this is in January, but you can get started on um, the MP3 that's included in the five-day bonus. So that one is 50 minutes long. They can start listening to that. Um, what would this be helpful for? Any kind of healing or describe this one a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually um, a great session. It's, you could say it's uh, it's actually like one of these sessions where I use the Arcturian time collapsing frequency, the Arcturian um, uh, time expansion frequency, and the Arcturian time condenser frequency. And it's really um, – you can use that for healing because uh, one of the things is uh, we see ourselves as healing in time. So, like, if we have a certain – a condition or illness, it's already embedded in the subconscious that it will take a certain amount of time to heal, whatever that's going to be. But if our time is fluid, if that consciousness can be shaken a little, which is what those frequencies will do, that can accelerate the um, the possibility of the soul healing that condition, you know, at a faster rate. Uh, so that can be one benefit of the um, that uh, MP3 that's included. Um, you know, as the I guess there's the bonus. The other thing is for manifestation. So you can play that if you have a goal. Uh, you just play that with the intention to manifest your goal. And then rather than working on the spatial realm, it works on uh, manifest, uh, making time fluid so that that uh, goal manifests at its perfect divine timing. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So I know a lot of people writing in, they're excited about the sessions. Um, so thank you, Jean, for creating these and creating this package. And um, I'm going to go into our webcast here because uh, a lot of people wrote in. Um, I'm going to go to Beth. Um, Beth first asks you, can you describe the Arcturian plane? What is their world like? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, you know, I didn't read too many books. I, I know of many of good books on the Arcturians, but I did read David Miller's, if people are aware. Of, before I had um, started working directly with the Arcturians, uh, it's called Connecting with the Arcturians, and he describes sort of uh, almost like their vast uh, cities and plains. And uh, my experience of them has been more, um, you know, more, I guess, uh, like talking about before, consciousness to consciousness. So I haven't seen as much form in there. But uh, if I were to describe it, just kind of tuning in, I do see it like on the etheric realm, like etheric colors, uh, blues, uh, indigos, uh, violets, some pinks. Uh, and they kind of uh, work with light bodies of the same uh, color. 
they exchange uh, energy and information through, uh, usually through spheres of light. And um, if I were to see cities, they would probably appear kind of like how we might um, see pastel colors, um, uh, watercolor uh, paintings. Mm -hmm. That's how mm -hmm. I sort of see their um, their dimension. Beautiful. Um, she also said, um, is tinnitus an indication of something within us that needs healing? Mm. Yeah, um, yes, uh, tinnitus uh, or tinnitus. Um, it depends because sometimes this can be an spiritual experience where when you're in meditation or you're doing energy work, you'll hear a high-pitched inner tone. It only happens during that time, whereas like in tinnitus, it may be something that's continuous. And so then that would be something, you know, that where the probably the uh, physical nerve or something with the inner ear or some aspect of the ear is affected. And that may be um, energy work can help that. It also may be worth having a practitioner, either medical or um, a holistic practitioner, take a look at that just so they kind of check out on the physical level uh, what's happening. But um, that distinction between having inner tones during a spiritual experience and tinnitus, um, that's good to determine because those inner tones during a spiritual experience is actually a very high form of clairvoyance uh, when, you, when you, you can perceive those inner tones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jean. Um, she also asked, is there a heart healing um, aspect that you can include, a frequency? Cause I th and I think that would be helpful for everybody listening. Is there something that could support the healing of the heart, physical or um, otherwise? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's two frequencies that are uh, part of the Arcturian healing method. There's one on... Um, it, it will help the heart. It's one on compassion frequency mm -hmm. and then also one on uh, forgiveness frequency. They all um, okay. both work on, even if those aren't particularly the themes one's working on, they work on the heart center. So, uh, yeah, we'll experience those. Beautiful. Okay. We're beginning with the Arcturian compassion frequency. If you want, you can just place your awareness on the heart. Just breathe deeply in a relaxed manner. Now we're channeling the Arcturian forgiveness frequency. Again, just focusing on the heart center. Just allowing the frequencies to work wherever they need to go.
Yes, and that completed the session there. Okay, thank you, Jean. And thank you, Beth, <laughs> for bringing that oh, forth yes. for all of us. Um, if anybody wants to write in, let us know how you're feeling. We always welcome the feedback. And uh, um, Linda said, so blessed and grateful for this amazing show. Fantastic timing as we approach the eclipse. Um, any advice or frequency healing um, would be appreciated. Is there anything um, you want to say about the eclipse or coming up or um, or anything that could be supportive for anybody listening with regard to that? Yes, yes. I believe the, uh, on the 4th there's a, the solar eclipse that's going to mm-hmm. be occurring. And which, yeah, what in, what's interesting about that, speaking of the shadow and the shadow frequency is it's like when a big shadow is cast actually onto the planet. And uh, just to say more about what's in that vibrational body, it's um, in a modality that I learned called biogeometry. They identify 12 vibrational color bands, and one of these bands is called negative green. Uh, it's kind of hard to go into the you know what that means in terms of a label, but the qualities is um, it's a spiritual transmission. Like whenever you see um, like um, vibrations being carried through space and time, you are you pick up this negative green vibration. So it's as if like uh, and that's what the shadow body is made up of vibrationally. So we have this big shadow that, amongst other things, transmits other vibrations in a very strong way. So that could be uh, positive and negative if we wanted to, you know, kind of classify it in that way. So it's very good to do, you know, to be in a very positive state of mind um, during the eclipse. You could even say it's magnified. And some spiritual traditions will, um, you know, have uh, prescriptions to do something in that way. Other spiritual traditions I know will say not to do any kind of spiritual practices because of this magnification, um, because it could go all the other way too. So maybe what we'll do here is we'll run a frequency, uh, the Arcturian fire frequency, actually speaking of solar, because uh, it's you know, associated with the solar um, energy, mm-hmm. to, clear, to clear any patterns that you know, might get activated so that you, only the kind of this, um, positive aspects will be magnified during the eclipse. Great. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're running now the Arcturian fire frequencies on the physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine levels to clear any patterns so that we're clear vessels to benefit from the upcoming solar eclipse.
continuing to channel the Arcturian fire frequencies, dissolving any patterns we no longer need on any level, physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jane. <laughs> and oh, yeah. thank you to Linda for bringing uh, that forth. Linda, um would love for you to write in if you would like to. Um, a lot of people thanking you um, for, let's see, thank you, Jane, that was so deep. Thank you, that healing was so that was so healing, so appreciated. Um, a lot of appreciation for the different frequencies that have come through. Um, cool. Okay. I feel it's a good time now to, based on our topic today, bring forth um, the mini healing session for all of us, um, the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. And as you shared, this is really about saving us time for to learn uh, our various soul lessons or challenges and this can be very supportive with that um, anything else you want to share about it Jean before we move into that uh, yeah I thought also we'd include um, the Arcturian dream time frequency so that mm-hmm. people um, may now or later will bring in the information to have that larger expanse of time as a whole uh, where past present future our experience um, simultaneously. I would love that. (laughs) I think everybody would. Okay. Okay. Yes, so the time collapsing frequency is a bit more practical, like it will help to accelerate uh, whatever, uh, as Carrie was mentioning and I mentioned earlier, uh, soul lessons or manifestations that need to occur. So in a sense, we don't have to I use up time to learn that or acquire that. And then the dream time frequency, amongst other things, will help us to have a more expansive or fluid or even direct contact with the time as a whole. Okay, so we're starting with the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. If you had any specific intention that you'd like to work on, maybe it's a healing or a manifestation or a quality you're trying to develop, you can intend the frequencies to work on that. Also, you can just let this run in an open or quantum fashion wherever it's best needed.
continue to deepen the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. Now we're moving to the Arcturian dream time frequency. This allows us to have experience of time as fluid as well as stop out of time as well as experience time and as a whole. Like a circle or sphere rather than a line. Continue to deepen the Arcturian dream time frequency. Yes, and that completes the uh, work with the Arcturian time collapsing frequency and the Arcturian dream time frequency. Thank you again, Jean. Um, I wanted to mention, you know, a lot of people feel this, and I'm reading some of the comments, and um, 
And then I'm, I, I would imagine one person here is saying they, they can't feel this, but I'm sure there, there's more than that. So like Sarah said, um, I was told that I give and give, but I don't receive. I get so many healings that I don't feel. Is this why? <laughs> um, what would you say to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes there is a, um, a perception that we may be more always in the giving mode, you know, particularly if we um, were uh, sort of that pattern's been in us, which is a very good pattern, maybe from also past lives where we're, we're a very generous or in a healing mode. And so that's also why we feel uh, in this life attracted to spirituality, healing, um, and, and giving in general. Uh, with the, in terms of, this, that's all good, a good pattern and good quality. In terms of, uh, the feeling of the energy, I think you can let that come. Um, it doesn't, um, some people aren't feelers, like they don't uh, feel the energy, even though that it's being present in their field. And then if they just relax and let that, let that go, uh, um, of being an issue, then in time that uh, they start to feel it when it's appropriate. But the energies continue to work on them, even though they don't feel something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, I did want to say Linda wrote back in and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Super blessed. I could feel the fire frequency pulling me to the right side, feeling so balanced now, deeply humbled. So I wanted to pass that along from from Linda. So, um Wow, there's a lot here that people can re-listen to. Um, and Sarah just said, I want to thank you for your generosity, Carrie, and allowing us to hear the replays. Yeah, other sites can cut off access, which can be frustrating. So, um, yes, I keep them up all season. So um, you can re-listen to this as many times as you want. So, um, Jean, I'm always grateful for our time together. And... <laughs> What comes through, um, you are very generous in, in, in sharing, um, so much with us. So thank you for all of the many healings and the, the frequencies that you shared. And, uh, yeah, any final message, Jean, for our lovely listening community? Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Carrie. This is great. I love your platform. I love having these. Uh, talks with you and, and the community here, everyone here, and this has been great. Yeah, in some ways, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough, I think, to remember that maybe we're living in a constructed reality. You know, we I think we do need to forget when we take on an incarnation. I was thinking, like, well, why is that? Because you have many people um, who have these mystical um, experiences with time, where they see even the future that it's all complete uh, as one whole. You know, with the dream time frequency that was. Uh, an attempt or, or kind of bringing that kind of information in from our soul to us. But I think it's like, um, you know, like you have that phrase, um, uh, the don't tell, don't spoil it for me when you, when someone <laughs> has seen a movie you want to see. Right. <laughs> and we all know right. what that means. But, uh, but like that would be the reason why we probably don't know, even though on some super consciousness level, we know we've seen everything happen, all the possible timelines. But we couldn't get into the story of our life if, you know, we knew it like we had watched. We wouldn't go watch a film again, even how exciting it is. Or it's not as exciting anymore if we know the entire film. 
in consciousness. So I think in some ways, in a, in a, in a light way, uh, our soul has allowed us to forget so that we can really be active or embodied uh, in this life. So, but we, maybe we can hold like two perspectives, and, and so that's what some of these uh, dream, uh, time frequencies are doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of something mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Abraham Hicks has shared. Uh, well, this is a long time ago. Um, something about if you <laughs> you're going to go on a trip, and um, you know you know you're going to come back to the same place, and it's kind of like, well, why go? And it's for the, <laughs> the journey and the experience, you know. Um, and I think that's you know if we knew. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating. Some of the things that you talk about, Jean, are really um, – they, they take us so far beyond the mind. You know what I mean? And I think even this concept today that we were talking about about time, it's um, it really just <laughs> takes us out of our heads into our hearts and helps us remember just the vastness of who we are. You know what I mean? And like – I don't know. It's 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 pretty phenomenal listening to you. So I want to thank you for always, um, yeah, just being so generous with the information and time. And a lot more people have written in since I looked back here. So I want to share more gratitude. A lot of people just thank you, thank you, Jean, thank you, Carrie. Um, loving this conversation and the Arcturian energies as a whole. Uh, this is Lacey. I'm really sitting with the Metatron, Melchizedek, Arcturian, Mandala. So amazing. Thank you, Jean and Carrie, for another amazing call. Thank you. Thank, a lot of thank you, thank you, thank yous. Feeling blessed, feeling blessed. Um, so had to share that with you. So I want you to feel that, Jean. <laughs> feel all the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, uh, my friend. Well, thank you uh, and yeah, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, what a what an amazing call and time together. Uh, thank all of you, beautiful beings, for your time. Your time. As <laughs> we're talking about, there is no time. <laughs> your presence. Thank you for your presence, your love, your openness. It is a gift to have you with us. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what stood out for you. Notice what shifted for you. Notice what's different. And then just let the, the blessings flow to you. Open up and receive the benefits of everything that has been ignited here today. Um, remember that you are a sacred being, a creator being, a multidimensional master of light. So claim yourself as that. Uh, and of course, um, please consider uh, the beautiful offering uh, that Jean has created for you to participate in his upcoming live healing sessions and the recorded session that is available to you now. Um, yeah, really review that and consider that. And just remember that you are brilliant, you are resilient, you're dearly loved, you're certainly not alone. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of new earth grace and glory and gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Bye, everybody.